Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Cliff Jumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, Toycast. Oh, yes. Listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello, and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I am, of course, TFG and Mike. And today's featured guest is somebody I recently started following on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is kind of. I've been on there a while, but I don't do, like, I have, what, maybe a hundred posts out of Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Instagram is the youngest social media for me. But this uh, person is a Funko fan and artist. It is, and I'm probably going to trip all the hell over his name, but it is Justin Beneviti. Or did I miss, <laughs> dude, did I do that wrong? It's, I should have asked before no, we started. No, all good, all good. It's uh, <laughs> pronounced Bevente. Bavente, there we go. Thank you for having me, man. Happy to be here. Absolutely. This is fun. So behind the scenes, folks, we were talking, and then suddenly Darth Vader decided to hit my fuse box with his lightsaber. Yeah, it happens. But one of the reasons, I, I think, because I follow and I watch and whatever, so a lot of these Funko people that do unboxings and things like that, and I want to get this person on here at some point, uh, I've been watching Tristan, a.k.a. Top Pops, on YouTube, and I follow him on Instagram, and somehow your account came. Like, you know how, it's, yeah, you know how yeah. all the social media things are. Like, oh, you follow this person? You should follow these next 10 people. For sure. Like, okay. And then I saw you had done, because you're a digital artist, or you're an artist in general, you, di- you did a Funko Pop concept of Darth Vader with two lightsabers based on the Obi-Wan Kenobi episode, and I was like, ooh, Funko, yay. And then I looked at it again, and I'm like, damn it, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I was like, wait, did they really? Nope. 
artist. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate that it can trick you. Some people get upset about that, but, you know, that's that's really the goal as us, like, digital artists. We really want to make it look as real as possible because we want it to look like a Funko Pop as if Funko made it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're here to talk about toys and toy collecting, and it will be heavily pointed at Funko because that's what we both collect. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out what else Justin collects. But question one, what is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? Oh, boy. First toy I remember as a kid's probably got to be, I think it came out in like 94 or 95, around the time that the animated series of Spider-Man came out. But it was a 12-inch Spider-Man toy from the animated series. And man, was it awesome. It was, of course, now by all means, you know, articulation is incredible. But right. in, in 94, you know, you could just like move his his forearms up a little bit and his knees just slightly. But man, that thing was so rad. And I would take that wherever I could. There's a lot of, you know, pictures from the early 90s with me and that guy. And that's definitely probably the first toy I can remember, if not that, at least the one that's definitely like the most impactful for me. Right, right. Yeah, very cool, very cool. 12 inches for a toy. Doesn't that mean he's a doll? <laughs> you, I, I, I think technically you could. You know, they, they were they were marketing like Barbies around that time. They had the Kens, the G.I. Joes, of course. But I think they were trying to pass action figures definitely along that size too. like definitely early 90s for sure. Yeah, it's like a comeback because the original Joes were the OG original oh, yeah. Joes were, were twelve inch, so yeah. Right. Was there a particular adult who was supportive of your playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? I don't know if anybody unsupportive. I mean, both of my folks were always big into the idea of my brother and I. My brother's two years older than me, um, playing with toys. So I probably started a bit younger than he had because as the younger brother I see him having you know these cool ass figures and I don't want to just play with the Fisher the Fisher Price stuff you know I want to <laughs> yeah I want those action figures so my parents early on were getting me things like that too to just kind of you know keep up with him and um yeah they they both you know never were really big into like oh you got to be outside or anything like that they were just you know whatever makes us happy at the time yeah. they were into so we we always had toys growing up yeah that's the yeah i would yeah my mom was like that my dad was more oh you should he he was more of the go outside of course i come from divorced parents but mm -hmm. it's one of those things where yeah my mom didn't care and half the time yeah. cuz as kids because I'm slightly older than you, but as kids in the 80s and 90s, you know, we would take our toy. Like, we didn't care about, oh, my God, it must stay in the package. It must be right. mint in <laughs> Nobody cared about mint in sealed box or mint in box right. in, in 1989 or 1997. Nobody cared. Everybody, like, oh, you're going to get your Captain Planet toy wet because Duke, oh, yeah. Be, like, yeah, it was it was all about play and, 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 and all of that. So, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, of course, now that I'm older, are you kidding? You know how many Star Wars toys I wish I still had that are, like, sealed on <laughs> the card? Yeah. But, like. Oh man, but yeah. no, I, I got all loose and pins yeah. too, right? Seriously. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where 
I've been wanting to do this is more of a social media thing than anything else, but I've, I've been wanting to create this story. And I've said this on some of these podcasts that I do to see what would like everything in the world happens the way it has happened, except we had the internet in 1982. Uh-huh. So to see how much of a dystopian future 2022 would be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't figured that out. I haven't figured that story out yet or anything like that, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it, yeah. If we only knew when we were kids, like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do the toy. Right, exactly. For us toys, the value of the toy was being able to play with it, being able to right. have an imagination and, and, you know, create scenes and create this and create. Oh, definitely. I mean, the value came from literally how much you can get out of that thing before basically it broke. I mean, I had another vintage Spider-Man toy from like 95, um, just classic, you know, like six incher. And I mean, I played with that thing until one day it just literally shattered. Like, I mean, it broke into pieces and but that was great value from it. You know, that's all it was back then. It was play with this thing until it busts. Yeah, absolutely. Play with it until it breaks and then you make your parents buy you the same one all over again. <laughs> totally. And they'll be like, you better not break this one. But it lasted me two years, mom. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. What types of toys were your favorites to play with? Uh, you know. Obviously, there are action figures, but there are also yeah. vehicles and play sets and things like that. Right. Yeah, I was never really big into like vehicles with figures themselves. It was really like the action figures and then play sets kind of around there. Well, I guess no, some vehicles, if you count like Star Wars, like spaceships and stuff, like, yeah, yeah. Had to get, you know, the Millennium Falcon to put the guys in. That was a must. The Darth Vader, TIE Fighters, all of those. I have the big AT-ATs. Um, but, like, a, a lot of Star Wars toys and then their companion pieces. Um, we play with a lot of Ninja Turtles. I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Um, and then, you know, w- one of the play sets, just kind of talking about that, that sticks out to my mind is, um, boy, it was maybe, like, 98... I think it was whenever Batman and Robin came out. That, that was 97, dark. yeah. Okay, 97. The uh, Batman playset, um, and it had, you know, it was, it was Bruce Wayne's house, and it had Mr. Freeze's, like, it had, like, freeze parts on <laughs> Batman's manor and stuff, and it was just, I don't think a scene like that ever happened in the movie, but they definitely cash grabbed in on it for the play set and oh man i needed that sucker so bad and i got it for one christmas and <laughs> played with that thing until it broke yeah don't know how i broke a play set but i did yeah no they never showed wayne manor being frozen it was just most of the downtown areas of gotham and yeah like yeah movie what were your favorite childhood toys that really stand out more than others? Oh, um, gotta be probably Star Wars ones. I mean, that was Star Wars as a whole, like really shaped kind of like my geek culture self. I mean, that original trilogy, my parents showed me that specifically my mom, um, 
God, I had to be like two when she first had me watch those things. So like right away, I needed those figures and as many of those figures as I could get. And I, I collected, that was really like my first collecting habit form without really knowing I was collecting. Cause you know, you're really too young to understand what you're doing at the time, but I would have really as many like star Wars toys as you can. And then, you know, when phantom menace and all those ones came out, I needed those. And then, um, during the phantom menace, like release, I can't remember the name of the magazine, but there was a late nineties, like star Wars, um, fan mail magazine. And, you could send pictures of your star Wars toy collection to like possibly get featured. And I remember I like begged my parents. I was like, please let's, let's put all of them out on the kitchen table (laughs) and just take a photo of me with them. And they, they were supportive with it. They were like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll do it. So they take out the old, those big old cameras back then. And they take a picture and we had to send it in by mail and we never heard anything back. So I'm assuming I never got featured in the magazine. Yeah, probably Um, not. But who knows? Maybe there's a late nineties magazine with all my toys in there, but probably not. But that was, those figures are ones that really stand out to me just because it really shaped a lot of like the, the stuff I'm into now. Very cool. Very cool. Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels when it comes to your collection? Oh, man, I I really don't care. You can call them whatever you want. I call them all sorts of things. Um, You could call them dolls. I mean, I had, I don't know if you remember Max Steel, I think his name. Yeah, that guy was so rad. Um, And those were considered dolls, too, because they're kind of from, like, the G.I. Joe format. I had a lot of those. Um, so yeah, action figures, figures, toys, collectibles. I'm not picky. I like what I like. And, uh, if people want to call them, whatever, I'm good with that. Yeah. Good guys or bad guys, which toys were your favorites to play with the most? Oh, gotta, gotta be the bad guys. I mean, everybody, even if you're, you know, a good human, just it's, it's good to be pretend bad for a little bit. Yeah. And then. They definitely, I mean, they knew what they were doing. Everybody gave the bad guys the best looking, like, uniforms and costumes and everything. And even, like, the accessories that those figures had. All all the toys, you know, from whether it's Transformers villains to Ninja Turtles villains to Star Wars. Every villain looked always just so much more cool to play with. I, I had the toy before I saw the movie. But after I saw the movie, I'm like, when I was playing with my Turtles figures as a kid in 1990, I'm like, yeah. holy crap, I got to make sure I do not touch uh, Playmates 87 Shredder's blades or else I'm going to get pricked. Like basically a Snow White guy. Like, because you see that movie and that yeah. movie brought like literally that opening scene where he's coming in and you see all the, the stuff and the helmet and the whatever. And I'm like, holy right. crap, I don't want to be touching that can opener. really really that's what it seemed like yeah absolutely what is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset um i'm I'm gonna go with the atat i got that one year for one of my birthdays and that was so cool to play with um it had like a rope that attached from the bottom where like in the scene where luke attaches like his little 
string shot thing to kind of like grip up there to slice it with his lightsaber yep. from the movie. It had that action where you kind of like would crank the, the rope up and slide the Luke character up to the, the base of the ATAT. Um, and that I just thought was so cool. And you can open up the, the roof of it as well and have like stormtroopers put inside of it to like act like they're controlling it actually. And it was just a really rad figure. Yeah, that that was one of those figures that's like, okay, we can do a lot with this. The imagination, right, yeah. you know, you, you stretch your imagination to the point of, oh, holy crap, look what we did. Yeah, no, definitely. For the time that it was out, it was really, really exciting. And that's the interesting thing about, you know, obviously we're all older now. We're all quote unquote adults. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it was a time, like, I don't know what, like, cause I'm not, well, I don't have kids. I'll put it to you that way. And, you know, I, I have no plans. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I, I'm an old fogey at this point, but like, I don't know what kids today, because I look at something like, let's say Transformers Kingdom Commander Class Rodimus Prime. Mm-hmm. I look at that and I'll be like, okay, that is the original toy with modern aesthetics and modern, like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for me. That's not for, you know, the, the five-year-old in, in the, in, in the next aisle or this, or the, oh, or the one-year-old. And so I'm like today, I don't know how, like, but back then when we were kids, man, it, again, it was all about imagination and, and just having fun and whether you're right. inside or outside and you can just create all these things and all these, displays and things like that, which kind of comes right. into the next question, which is, did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had by this? I mean, did you say I'm going to be this toy and you can be that toy? Like, you know, you can be the, the Coke bottle top and I'll be the piece of glass. Like, you know, you take Skeletor, you take Darth Vader out and you say, I'm Darth Vader and you're Luke Skywalker yeah. and I'm going to cut your arm off or whatever. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> Um, my, my brother and I growing up, we had, um, the same mutual friend. He was our next door neighbor for many, many years. He was the same age that, uh, I am. So, you know, we were into like everything at the same time. So we would always either go to his house or him come to our house and we would just bust open the toys and we would grab and we'd be like, all right, I'm going to be this guy today. You're going to be these guys. And it didn't even matter if they were from the same universe or not. Like to your point, you know, we would be grabbing like Darth Vader and we had like Beetleborg toys and like Power Rangers and things like that. And we would just grab a bunch of them and be either good guys or bad guys. And we would create a whole freaking story from scratch right there. Yeah. And there's a picture of me online somewhere. It's probably on Facebook. Uh, when I was a kid, I was probably 12 at that point. Yeah. I had I had classic castle not classics but the old castle Grayskull and and standing outside of it was like Dick Tracy Captain Planet the <laughs> yeah. mask vehicles were all around it kind of thing so yeah I mean everything played with everything except right. you know yeah. as as boys I don't think any of us did the Barbie doll thing because no probably not but <laughs> at least I didn't I, oh, I, I didn't either so. 
But yeah, no, mixing and matching was definitely like part of the fun. You know, you can really just create your own cinematic universe. Exactly. We were doing it in the 80s, way before Marvel. <laughs> yes. What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness? Oh, man. I mean, I, I feel like since the era that I grew up in, likeness maybe doesn't matter as much to me as it might to some people. Just because, I mean, you look at some of the toys back then and you you like sure you can say it look it's supposed to you know be from this character but it looks nothing like them obviously now with modern day technology you know like the hot toys those things are photorealistic to the point where it's almost creepy um but so you know those features i I take as like bonuses nowadays like obviously i do like to collect those like i have like some realistic you know like mandalorian and uh spider-man from hot toys and things like that but I don't think that's really a main defining feature of a toy. What really, you know, what I'm looking for is just, I'm a sucker, you know, I am a kid from the nineties. So I'm a sucker for like those flashy colors. I love the vibrant colors and packaging that toys used to come in. Like those features are things that like really like define a great toy to me is like the paint quality of it. Even, you know, it doesn't even have to articulate all that well, as long as it like looks really just painted just so beautifully and vibrant and fun. That's, that's really what I'm into. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where you want the character. You don't necessarily have to have 70 or 80 different points of art. Like, yeah, you know, you don't have to have triple jointed knees or quadruple (laughs) jointed feet or, you know, Oh, you know, Nightwing's butt comes out like three inches more than it should. Like you don't have have all of that. You just need enough to where it's, you know, worth playing with versus like, yes, obviously we all know eighties and nineties articulation. Some was good. Some was great. Eh. And then there were others that were just, yeah. eh, Right. Okay. With today's standards and everything else, there is something as too much articulate. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd totally agree with that. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like they go a little bit overboard. Like I don't know if I need my Spider-Man figures to be bending, you know, (laughs) that far back to like where like it doesn't even look like he's doing a pose anymore. It looks like he just straight up broke his spine. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, the only only actual pose I want a Spider-Man action figure to actually be able to do – is the crouch. Yeah. As long as oh. you can get the crouch down and you can get his hand down the where, where it's supposed to be in front of him, as long as you can do that, fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Even with all that articulation these days, there are some figures that the crouch on Spider-Man is just still not there. It's and it's cringeworthy. Like, it's like, yeah. how do you screw? How do you not do this right? How right. Do you- just give him a nice little abdomen crunch yep. and good articulation in the knees and we're set. That's yep. it. That's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. So you're in a toy store and I'm going to say toy store because – and th- this could be today. This could be as a kid, whatever. But you're in an actual toy store. Let's say Toys R Us or 
KB toy. Like, you know, it, it's not wall. Like, look, I get it. Walmart and Target and whatever else. That's what we have today. Because Those are not toy stores, not man. Toy stores. They are department stores. They are exactly. big box stores. But let's say you're in a toy store. What does a to- what does the toy packaging have to have to draw you in? So you're walking down the toy aisle and you see all these Star Wars toys. You see all these Masters of the Universe toys. You see yeah, all the yeah. like. What does the packaging have to have to make you go and say, "I want this"? Yeah, I mean, I, I touched on it just briefly a little bit ago. It's really like those colors, like the the ones that really come to mind. Um, like I, I'm going to use the KB Toys and the Toys R Us as the example, just because those were what I used, and I miss those stores. <laughs> um, but what drew me to those ones, like like some '90s X Men animated series toys, like that packaging. The like bright yellows, the harsh blues, the contrast of those reds, and then like big pictures of the characters themselves. But it's not like, you know, today they'll use like 3D rendered ones, but like they had 2D animators like draw what the figures looked like, or they even would use like screenshots from the cartoons and that type of stuff. Is still even today. I, I'm recently like gotten back into like retro collecting, and I've been getting more into like early '80s, late '90s, early 2000s figures, like in box. And those are the pieces that I'm like after is the ones that have those colors and like the art on there that doesn't necessarily even look like what the figure would look like, but it was just enough to like draw and pull you in. And that's that's just something that. They just don't do anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. One thing that – a couple of things that toy packaging needs to have it today is it needs to have a good artist render on the side. Like, you know, you look at – again, I'll, I'll reference uh, Transformers Kingdom Commander Class Rodimus. You mm-hmm. look at that and it's got a nice picture of him on the side in the front because it's a closed box or whatever. And then you've right. got like a, like on the back of the packaging, you need to have two things. You need to have a cross cell at the bottom and you need to have an actual image of what the act, like you can put it on whatever background you want to put it on. It doesn't matter, sure. but you need to have what the toy actually looks like, especially with transformers in both modes. But if it's something oh, like, like X-Men or Spider-Man or Batman or whatever, as long as you see the figure, on the outside, because that's the thing. Like nowadays, they're they're all going to close, and I understand why they're going to close box packaging. They want to do, and it's great. They want to do away with using plastics and be better for the environment and all that. Right, right. But at the same time, with closed box packaging, you need to be able to see what the toy looks like. Yes, definitely. If it's going to, you know, if it's so that way, you, you know, you look at the front, and it's like, oh, cool, yay, awesome. You flip it over the back. Oh, okay. So that's the toy that's inside of here. Yeah, and I can't wait to get it home and open it up and or or leave it closed or whatever. Right, and and even kind of with that too is I loved. I feel like you don't really see it too much on toy packaging anymore either. But like flipping it over and that cheesy picture of some child actor literally playing with it, and they just look so stoked. 
Yep. And you then embody that and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to take this home and be that kid. They don't really have that either on the packaging anymore. Yeah, and no. I want that back too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't watch TV the way I used to because oh, now we live in the whole streaming war- wars and right. everything else. But, you know, you look at the classic transform, like you have the kid, I don't remember what the kid's name was, but you had the kid where he's like, Transformers are more than meets the eye, and the kid is like, they're robots in disguise, and they put the yeah, robot oh, yeah. face over. And then you have the one classic Masters, uh, Masters of the Universe uh, commercial with Castle Grayskull, and you have this kid who's so excited, and then you have this actor who comes in playing, is, and the, the, the dad's like, what is this? What is, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my who are these people? Like, I know, I know. I know it's 80s, but oh, my God. I mean, toy commercials were just something so special. Yeah. And I don't even – I mean, like you said, I barely watch TV too, but I can't even imagine there being too many toy commercials really anymore because kids these days I feel like don't even play with toys. I feel like it's all just, you know, give me an iPad or an iPhone. And so, like, I don't – you know, what What are those toy commercials out nowadays? I, I couldn't even tell you. I could not even t- like I. I don't even know. Like I said, I I still watch, but like I don't. When I say like I don't, I watch a lot of stuff because I'm a podcaster and I end up reviewing right. a lot of stuff, things like that. But like when I say I don't watch TV the way I used to, it's more of I like yes, I cut the cord, so I have internet and I have whatever. Yep. But like for me i if i'm paying for content i want ad free content i want to oh, be totally. like, you you used to be able to go out and buy a complete series dvd set of whatever cartoon or tv show there mm. are no commercials on that they're just the episodes right. so with streaming it's like if i'm paying for this i don't want any ads so yeah i don't know i have zero clue anyone listening wants to let us know what current toy commercials are like and maybe we'll do an episode on that oh, in the be future yeah, because yeah. I, I have zero, zero knowledge of that. Do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you keep toys packaged, do you have a specific criteria? Um, As a kid, it was always open. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really care about that. Wanted to play with them as much as possible. Now as an adult and having this as more of a hobby – most of them stay in the box. You know, we talked earlier, like I'm big into Funkos right now as well. I have the, I mean, I, I stopped counting them in the Funko app when I hit 380 and that was sometime last year. Oh no. So it's, it's, it's well over 400 now for sure. Um, I'm sure I'll count them all one day, but as of right now, I just don't care to, but And I would say maybe three are out of the box and then the rest are all in box. And same with then like the retro toys I'm collecting now, you know, I'm getting into more Ninja Turtles toys again and more Star Wars toys. And those ones I'm making sure are like certified in box um, when I can find them like flea markets and things like that. And for new things like Funko's, I want those boxes, you know, if I'm going to keep them in the box to be like pristine, I, you know, if it has a little crease in a corner here and there, obviously that's fine, especially if it's on the back, you know, cause I display them on floating shelves. So, you know, the, the back's going to be against the wall anyway. So I'm not really going to notice that, but 
you know, if the, if the windows foggy or scuffed or anything like that, then I'll either just pass on the figure all entirely or take that one out of the box and try and find a better boxed figure. So that's really, you know, when, when it's coming to keeping things in the box, I, I really just want to clean box, obviously with retro things nowadays, like that's obviously much harder to find. So if it's anything from like 20 years and past, as long as like the box is not completely destroyed to all hell, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not postal worker steps, you know, steps on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen, and I don't understand the facet. We'll get into all the Funko stuff here in a bit, but I don't understand the fascination of people loving to see these damaged Funko pop. I'm like, Oh, that hurts me. It hurts my son. Like, yeah, yeah, like there's dedicated yeah to that, and that's just it's I don't know, it's very strange. Yeah, I mean, so I have, and we'll again, we'll talk about this later with Funko, but my buddy uh, Wes, who was on the show a while ago, he has his own Funko Pop store and whatever else in Nashville, Tennessee, called Poppin' Off Toys, and he posted a while ago about oh, brand new Marvel. Number 1057, J. Jonah Jameson holding up a, a Daily Bugle. And the thing says, Spider-Man, threat or menace. And it, it's a yeah. it's a non-bobble Marvel fun. I'm like, and I've tried to scan this thing into the app. It doesn't come up. And I'm like, really weird thing is this? That, <laughs> like, I didn't even see, like, when Wes... You know, made the post on on, on yeah. social media. It was like, really? Because the only J. Jonah that they have currently listed is the one from the one from Far From Home, right? It, either that Far From Home or Justice League or what? It, oh, the, no, that's Gordon. I'm thinking, yeah, the, yeah, the one from Far From Home. And I'm like, what is this strange thing? I now have, like, literally, it's right here. Like, it's right on my desk, and yeah, I kind of like. Marvel pops with no bobble. I understand why they have to do the bobble, and that's fine. But like, right? <laughs> that's actually really I because that that's a figure I didn't get yet. I love that figure. It's an awesome one, and I think the newspaper that he's holding is such a great touch, and he's got his cigar and everything. But I did not know that that's not a bobble. That's very strange because they have to do that for copyright reasons. Yeah. So. So weird how they got around that for this one. Yeah, I don't know. And the box, you know, again, talking about damaged boxes or, or, you know, boxes that are in, you know, there's somebody that that designed this box. There's somebody that did this digital art of his face of, you know, the, 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 the product shot on the front of the side and the back and on the top. So some art, one of the artists at Funko made this, and then they just did the beyond because on the back of it, it doesn't even have a cross sell. It just has him with his you know fist, and it says "Beyond Amazing." So I'm wondering if with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Maybe they got the rights through Sony or something. I don't know. It, the, oh. the whole Marvel, Disney, Sony, it's a whole it's a whole rigmarole that just is, oh, yeah. is nuts. So, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Sometimes I like I will open my pops if I want to take a picture of them or if sure, I want to sure. you know I'm not here to play with them I'm here to make a display like I did it's in my one of my Facebook albums I had uh, they released Red Robin they released Tim Drake Red Robin a while ago yeah and they released um, oh what is it it's uh, Death in the death of the family Joker. So the Scott Snyder, mm. the Scott yeah, Snyder Joker with the ripped off face. So yeah. I reenacted the 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 Jason Todd scene. So basically, I had the the Tim Drake Red Robin lying on his back, and I had Joker standing over top. So I'll take a picture of that and post it and say, "Hey, here's the Joker, and here's Ro- oh, here's Robin, Robin's, you know." But I'm not going to sit here and, and play with these. That like, I like having them in the box, and every so right. once in a while, I'll take them out to take pictures and stuff. But I'm not sitting here as a 42 year old, six foot one, almost 500 pound fat guy. Yeah. Oh my god! I have to play with like oh my god! J. Jonah Jameson has to go up against no no I'm not doing <laughs> right. that right yeah, yeah. That, that that's a good point I wonder if there are people that play with the Funkos like that I, don't I never viewed them like that unless you know it's their unless it's somebody that buys them for their kids I don't know right yeah, yeah. kids definitely would probably do that yeah for sure. If as a kid or an adult, you only were allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which one would you choose and why? Oh, man. That's really tough because there's just so many great ones. Uh-huh. But I am i know I talked about Star Wars a lot, but I'm actually going to go with Ninja Turtles on this just because I just – like the way obviously that they look is just so great. And, but they, they have so many different varieties with them, even if they weren't ever in the show or in the comics. Like I just love, they even have, you know, like Ninja Turtles, like LARPing series. Like there there's, there's Ninja Turtles toys where they're like dressed in like Camelot stuff and things like that. And all the different shredders that you can have and all the different splinters and just, Everything about Ninja Turtles, I'm all for. And all the wacky ideas that you can bring in toy form, I think just works so well with that franchise that I'm just, just gimme, gimme everything Ninja Turtles and I'll be set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is so fun. Let's see. As an adult, do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys? Um... I'm, I'm going to go with vintage now. There was maybe a time where I would have said modern for like, you know, the look of them and things like that. But just as I'm getting older, that nostalgia hits me harder and harder each passing year. 
And I just want to go back to those days and those, the, you know, again, those vibrant colors and the simple times where they could barely move. There's just a charm to those figures that I feel like companies don't really have these days. And even um, like my, my wife, she is into collecting figures too. She's a, a big Barbie doll fanatic. So she's collecting currently like almost any like vintage Barbie she can find. And sure. She has like some retro or some modern day ones as well. And like, even looking at like the quality from like retro Barbies to Barbies today, mm-hmm. like the companies just, they, they don't seem to like really care <laughs> anymore. And that's just, I feel like toys in general, you can kind of just lump that into the big toy category is that we don't care anymore you'll buy it regardless. And I don't know, that that's just something that I don't really like. Obviously you can, you know, with more expensive ones like those hot toys, Yeah. but you don't always want to be hashing out hundreds of dollars for a figure. No. So I'll take those retro ones, man. If I am going, yeah. So, yeah. So if I'm going to shell out money for anything, because again, for me, it's more about display and how it looks and things like. It's not about the play factor anymore. I would buy a statue before I would buy a hot toy action figure. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I would if if it's a nice, good you know representation of insert character name here, like Nightwing, sure, sure. Batman, Batgirl, whatever. I would buy a statue before I would buy a hot toy figure. I would invest that money in an actual statue. Of a po- like again talking about Spider Man in the classic crouch pose, yeah. Instead of buying the action figure and trying to get it into that pose, here's this J. Scott Campbell statue or whatever you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I to- I totally get that. I think that makes sense actually. Yep. What is one toy you can always play with? So you go and you look at your collection wherever it's displayed and. And you just kind of like want to grab something and just kind of fiddle with it a little bit. What is that toy for you? Hmm. It's it's probably it's pro- it's probably what I got on like my desk, which would be I, I have on my desk right now a it's it's a it's a modern replica of a '90s toy. Where again, we kind of talked about that earlier. The kind yeah. of it's like, who is that toy for? It's got to be for people our age. Yeah, exactly. Nobody else will care. But it's a um, classic '90s symbiote Spider-Man, like black suit Spider-Man. Um, it was like from Hasbro or one of them, and um, he's on my desk. And I always just anytime I see him, I'll I'll rearrange his pose and everything like that. And then next to him, I got the box set from Endgame where it was the Thanos doing the snap and then the Iron Man doing the snap. Yeah. And they had like alternate heads and different uh, uh like hands that you can do the snaps or do fighting poses. And I'll I'll rearrange those guys like, you know, once every while just to be like, okay, you know what, today I want them to be snapping or today I want Thanos to like look like he like got defeated. So I'll, th- those are the ones that are like most recently on my desk that I'll, you know, every once in a while, like kind of be like, all right, it's time to repose these guys. Right, right. Yeah, very cool. Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be toy lines, characters, etc. <laughs> hmm. 
I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've never really, I mean, I guess, I guess I avoid almost anything that I like, I like don't have an interest in if that, if that yeah. counts, yeah. like I, like, you know, I, I collect Funko and like Star Wars and Ninja Turtles and things like that. So really anything that's kind of not those brands, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, that's, that's cool, I guess. Unless it's like really something that's just like so out of the ordinary that I'm like, oh, I really need to have that. For the most part, I just kind of stick to what I like and then the rest can just kind of go take a hike. Yeah. Or other people can buy it and whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the same thing kind of goes for Funkos. Cause I, I, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later too, but I, I came to Funko pop because they reminded me of the mighty mugs I used to collect. When, oh, when nice. Yeah, yeah. was doing mighty mugs. For so sure. in late 2016, beginning of 2017, uh, you know, that's when I found Funko and I'm like, oh, these are cool. These are great. I have only ever watched the first like 20 minutes of the first episode of Game of Thrones. And I'm like, they're just walking. They're not even talking. All they um, do is walk. They're not doing I'm not watching this. So there's no way in hell I'm going to buy a Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like there's things. Oh, I hear you. I mean, well, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I don't understand, though, because Game of Thrones is my favorite show. But that's another. <laughs> we'll have another topic another day. For that. <laughs> I yeah. All they did was walk for the first 20 minutes. And I'm like, somebody say something. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, it is what it is. Uh, are there? Any- yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, I, I totally get that. Like, even with Funko mm-hmm. itself, too. Like, because I, I, I collect, obviously, a shitload of Funko Pops. But even that being said, it's it's mainly the ones that, like, I have an interest in. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm a moderate DC fan. And then, you know, everything kind of, like, in between so-so with stuff. So it's, it really comes down to, like, what the Funko is. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm, I've never really been like, oh my God, it's super rare. I have to have it. Like if it's rare, it's rare. Like, you know, yeah. that's just a, but everything else then is just, you know, what I like with it. And I don't know if I've, cause I haven't gone back and listened to my own episode of, of this show that I did where, where I had my buddy Josh ask me all these questions, but I am not a fan of Freddie. I don't understand. Really? Like, I get it. Okay. I get it. It's their mascot. They created it. Whatever. Fine. Sure. Overall, I am not a fan of Freddy because I think he just looks too. I don't know. But yet, I, I, I could get that. I could get that. I'm a, I'm a Freddy fan. Sporadically, yeah. Like I like when they do. Um, like I I got the. Um, Freddie Frankenstein, the OG one, not the one from like a couple years ago where he's got the cell phone. I got like the one where it's yeah. modeled from the actual Frankenstein's monster that's like limited to 300. Yeah. And it wasn't because it was limited to 300. It was because that mold of like the OG Frankenstein is just really cool. You know, Frankenstein's monster is fantastic. So yeah. Freddie as that looked really cool to me. And then, you know, I, I like a couple like of the Freddies, like Stater Freddy, and they have Baseball Freddy. That's pretty cool looking. But for the most part, Freddy is just so-so to me. But I like when they do certain things with him. Yeah. There are – I have two of them so far, but 
there is only one other Freddy that, as of right now, in 2022, there's only one other Freddy I would want, and then I would be done with, with Freddy. I have Officer Freddy from NYCC a couple of years ago, because that was yeah. cool to me. I thought that was great. And yeah. I have, it's the only one I'll probably have, but I have the HQ Pop Town, which comes with a Freddy inside of it, I believe. Yes. The only other one I want is Social Media Freddy with him holding the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the That's only awesome. other one because I think it's cool. I don't like Freddy dressed up as anybody. Like, yeah. you dress no, Freddy up as Batman. It's like, <laughs> what? They literally just did that. They announced that today for the – I know. For the, for the box of fun. That's one of them. God, the box of fun. I, yeah, that's a hit or miss thing for me, man. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a – this may be a hot take to Funko listeners out there, but <laughs> I am not a fan of blacklight Funkos. I don't think that that trans, translates well in a pop. Mm-hmm. So this year's day of Funkos was just a hard pass for me. There is only one. Out of all of the black lights that they're doing, there is only one that I would add to my collection. And that is? The Target exclusive Kate Bishop with Lucky, because it's all okay. it's all purple. <laughs> yeah, not yet. And my two favorite colors are black and purple. So nice, I, nice. I love Kate Bishop in the show. I love the way that they did the little Lucky and the pop. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I would want... Out of all these specialty things that Funko does, right. like the black yeah. lights, like the the pop towns, like the like, I don't need Scooby Doo's mansion. I really no, don't. like. No, I, I, you, don't. you know, if I had enough, like, I live in a one bedroom apartment, and there's enough space for some stuff. But like, mm-hmm. if I was gonna turn my apartment into like Funkoville, because that's part of this, I think that's part of SDCC this year is yeah. that they're calling it Funkoville. If I was going to turn my apartment into Funkoville and have like a giant table in my living room displaying all mm-hmm. the pop towns and making a city out of – I know uh, Top Pops, a.k.a. Tristan, he did this on his channel with his pop towns. Yeah, that he, has. yeah he did. I, you know, I would do that, but that's if I was going to do that. I But in general, <laughs> right. yeah, like I don't need – even the rides, the only ride I have, because the only way they ever did this, which is fine, the only ride I have, well, no, technically I have two. I have Elastigirl on motorcycle because I found that somewhere extremely cheap. It was after it was released. It was after release and sure. all that and everything else. But for me, I am a huge Night Rider fan. And nice, when they nice. made that, <laughs> when they made that, I'm like, okay, yep, need that. But that's the only like I don't need the the A team van. I don't need Marty in Back to the Future. Do I want some of the back? I don't have. I have one Back to the Future pop. I have Doc with. Uh, it was the the old Loot Crate exclusive, I believe. But anyway, okay. you know, yeah. it's just one of those things where just because I collect Funko doesn't mean I'm collecting everything that Funko makes. Because right, oh, exactly. It would be cra- like I, I'm. I, I'm not going to be featured on Hoarders. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, that, that's you said it perfectly. I think that, I mean, I feel like that could be summed up not with not just Funko, but just fans of things in general these mm-hmm. days. Just because you're a fan of something doesn't mean you have to, like, really love 
or even just like everything that they produce. And that goes with Funko, with Marvel, with everything. Like, you know, some of it's just going to tank. And I think, honestly, a lot of the Funkos as of late just haven't been all that great. I feel like, you know, and obviously with the pandemic, you know, cost of everything kind of like had to come into effect and they, you know, cut corners with some stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to collect some of those ones just because like it's, you know, the same molds used over and things like that. And yeah. or just like, here's another black light or here's another pop town. And yeah. I, I don't even think I have a single pop town. <laughs> I, I just don't need it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my not I should have told you this before, but well, I think I did. I lost my wife late last year in November. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at the time. Her, and I know I've said this on other podcast listeners, so I'm sorry. I, I repeat myself a lot. Anyone that's listened to me in the last 14 years knows I repeat these stories. But her dream was to live on the Oregon coast. Well, because of our health issues and everything else, I'm like, let's find something where at least the ambulance is going to get to us in case anything does happen. Because on the Oregon sure. coast, I mean, there are some hospitals, but like, it's like, 20 miles between, you know, so we lived in Vancouver, Washington from 2019 until I just moved here to Indiana uh, mm-hmm. last month. So I, uh, we never got a chance because, you know, the pandemic is what the pandemic is and we are right. still sadly in it, even though people think we're not, we are, but it's right. one of those things where when that hit, it was like, okay, well, we're not going to go there. Like, I went from living with her in Chicago, Illinois, to so basically a three-hour flight from Chicago to to, to Portland, Oregon. I went mm-hmm. from that to only being a three-hour drive away from Funko, and I don't drive. She was the driver. So it's yeah. like, I'm so close. I just yeah. want to walk through the thing once. And that's why I had to grab the pop town for HQ nice. because yeah. oh, totally. but I'm living in Indiana by myself. I have zero interest in traveling anywhere ever again. Like yeah. as far yeah. as like getting on a plane, getting on a train, like sure. I'll go with friends. Like if they want to, you know, if we, if we want to go to a concert or if somebody wants to, whatever, you know, fine in a car, fine. But like, I am not doing this long distance travel thing anymore. So yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where that's the beauty of Funko is you can have this thing that nobody else is making. Like yeah. you look at the at the the ad icons. How many other companies and I'm sure in in the history of toys there have been and I know there have been Count Chocula, Lucky the Leprechaun. I know there have been dolls and and other fi- but seriously even though most of those are now kind of out of reach with the value of them as far as right. the pops go. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, how, you know, you look at those and be like, okay, this is a character that I grew up watching the commercials. I now have this character. I can take him out. I can look at him. I can put him back in the box. I can put him on display with everybody else. You know, what other, yeah. toy, what other toy company has made a Colonel Sanders? No, no, I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. Like outside of like, you know, like back in the day, you can like get, you know, little toys of them in the actual cereal or like if you sent off like the box tops and things yeah. like that, the cereal company would send you them. 
But you're right. Nobody else is really doing that. And that's something that's so unique to them. And that is a line that I actually do really like. I, lo- I love the ad icon line. It's just because of the fact that, you know, to your point, it's who else is doing that? I have a freaking Colonel Sanders upstairs just holding a bucket of chicken. It's super cool. I have a picture in my uh, in my Funko album on Facebook that I took. Uh, we I had specifically ordered at the time a couple of years ago. Specific whenever he originally came out, I you know I specifically that day so I could take pictures. I specifically ordered uh, KFC crispy strips. So I could just have the nice. crispy strip on the plate with the pop in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you hadn't bought them? Are there any toys that you may have sold that you regret letting go? Sold and let go. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we, we used to have a couple garage sales back in the day. So I'm sure I've probably given away some that now I wish I hadn't, you know, nothing particularly comes to mind because most I feel like of our toys from our childhood is still at my folks house, but you know, I'm sure there are some. And then. Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you hadn't bought them? Toys I wish I hadn't bought. Um, I mean, there's honestly some, like as of now, there are some Funkos that I'm like, okay, maybe that was an impulse buy. I kind of don't really need those anymore. Um, Of course, I still haven't even sold them or anything because I'm just a collecting hoarding goblin at this point in my life. So they're just part of the collection. Yeah. Um, But there there is some regret with them. Um, There's some regret with... Um, I can't remember the line who made it. I think it was McFarlane. Um, a couple years back, I was a huge Walking Dead fan, and they did some like Walking Dead quote unquote figures. They were basically just little statues because you couldn't really move them outside of just their heads. Um, got a Negan, got a Rick, got a Daryl, and I think that's it. And could I even tell you where they are to this day? Nope. nope. <laughs> not not a clue where they are. They were like 20 bucks each. It was just because like, I'm like, oh, I love this show. And, you know, it's it's one of my favorite comic series. Like, I, I love the comic. The show turned into just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, But th- those are kind of figures that I, I regret. You know, a couple Funkos and then maybe those Walking Dead ones kind of kind of could have could have saved in the in the wallet department there. <laughs> How large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that? Um, for the most part, they are all in the basement. You know, I'm very fortunate that, like I said earlier, my wife's very understanding of this hobby and she is kind of into her own collecting as well. So our basement is just kind of, our gaming collecting room. You know, we have a whole wall um, is filled with floating shelves of Funkos. There's probably like over 300 on the wall. Then we have like, you know, shelving in there that have Funko Pops. Our like gaming cabinet has toys on there from like Ninja Turtles to Hot Toys to, um, you know, little 
um, Funko minis, like the mystery minis that they mm-hmm. used to have. I, the only ever ones of those that I collected were Cuphead, the, the game, just because yeah. that's one of my favorite video games of all time. So I have like those. And then uh, it really doesn't spread too much further than that outside of like my office is upstairs. And um, I have shelving with some more Funkos that are just more, you know, personal favorites of mine that I want to see when I'm working every day. Um, and then like a couple things on my desk, like I said, that Spider-Man or that end game moment and things like that. But that's not due to probably space. It's more of just like my own conscious decision of like, I want to see these when I'm working for a glimpse of fun during these eight hours of, of the workday. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's one of those things where the way I, the reason why I phrase that question the way I do is because a buddy of mine who lives up in Canada, he is a huge Huge Transformers collection. Like, he has his entire house. There are Transformers in every aspect of his house, other than really? the kitchen and the bathroom, <laughs> that kind of thing. But, like, like he, and it's not just awesome. the toys, it's like posters and collect, like, other things in the brand and things like that. So, how do you keep track of your collection? Um,. I, I'm, <laughs> I really don't, honestly, is, is, the, is the full honest answer. Um, like I said earlier, like last year, and I mean prior to that too, but I was trying to keep up with everything in the Funko app and like, you know, when I get a new Funko, scan it in or mm-hmm. – but then I was just like, uh, I mean, there's there's really no point. I don't really need to know how many I guess I have or the other cool thing about the app is that it, it obviously like – tracks their value and things like that. But I mean, I'm probably not really going to sell these because I I don't get these guys to as like an investment, obviously like they are because, you know, things like this go up in value usually, but that's, that's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it for it because it it brings me joy because I love looking at these things. So I was like, ah, it's just more of a hassle to remember to do this. So I lost track of what I collect at that point and then everything else from there, just like other action figures wise, or um, I'm getting into like collecting a lot of like Nintendo power magazines again. Like I I don't keep track of anything. I'm like, if I got it, I got it. (laughs) And that's good with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. That's awesome. So you mentioned earlier that you have them on floating shelves and other shelves, but do you display, like, so displaying your toys, is there a, like we mentioned earlier about how some people keep, oh, these are the Disney figures. These are this, this, the, how do you display, how how is your display laid out? Like, are you making Spider-Man go up against Batman? Are you making Optimus Prime face down Cobra Commander? That kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Um, I have them displayed right now in just kind of favorites, basically. So like the ones that I uh, really like the molds of, I have more towards the bottom. So that way, you know, they're more at eye level so I can see them when I, you know, walk into the basement or anything like that. And then towards the top and then, you know, up towards like the ceiling are ones that, you know, I, I still like, but, you know, are they my favorite of the collection? No. And then everything else I kind of like lump, like I have all my Ninja Turtles, like on uh, the gaming, uh, like center 
um, next to the TV. And some of them are also on, I, we have the arcade one up, uh, turtles and time machine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of them are on there too. So like turtles are categorized together, gaming stuff. Like I have all the cuphead figures together. I have some old, um, I can't remember the brand from it. It's a Japanese name from like 2001. The original animal crossing had miniature towns, um, I have some OG like Animal Crossing stuff there too. So like gaming figures and then my end game figures and other like miscellaneous Marvel stuff. So those are together. So pops kind of order from favorite to least favorite. And then everything else is just lumped in that series itself. Right. Yeah. All right. So if you could only keep one toy from your entire collection, what would it be and why? And basically how I phrase this to people is everybody is safe, humans, pets, kids, whatever. You're all out of the house, but the house is on fire. Which is the one thing you'd run in to save? Whew. That's, oh man, that's tough. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm. I. I. I've. I've thought about moments like this. This is how much of a dork I am. Is <laughs> I've thought of like scenarios of like if our house is on fire and I'm like one thing's just got it. Like value aside, you know, like for nostalgia purposes. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I. I think I'd scoop up just as many things from like my. Ninja Turtles section as I can because they're all pretty small. So I think I can grab more than just one in one quick little scoop. I think I could get at least probably like maybe like ten in my in my mitts, and then, and then I think we're good to go with that. And I'll just rebuild the collection as as the fire is nipping at your heels as you run out the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm making sure whichever turtle's coming with is yep. the right one. Here's the toy box challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box. The only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? Um, packing in like specifics or just like, yeah, just like what, what toys can you fit in that box? Okay. Um, I'm fitting in. Oh man. Unfortunately, Funkos in box are like four inches, so that's already so limiting. But I'm going to throw in some Funkos that are my absolute favorites. Throwing in favorite Turtles, throwing in favorite Spider-Mans. Definitely got to throw in some Star Wars ones. And then I'm assuming there'll probably be a little bit of room left to throw in a couple of the animal crossing miniatures just because those things are way too cool to ever not have in storage. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick ad break. We're going to come back after this. Like science fiction. Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the geek cast radio network. Well, the Marku 42's universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Do you like retro cartoons? 
then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes parties can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, man, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's gotta be good. One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more, get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespasscollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Ba weep, grana, weep, ninny bong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a... With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey. 
All right, we are back here on Toycast, and we've talked about it a little bit already, so we kind of know that you are. We kind of already know the answer to this question. But are you a Funko <laughs> fan? And when did you first become a Funko fan? Yes, I am a big Funko fan. Could you imagine if we came back from the ad and I was like, "No, I hate it." <laughs> That would have been the craziest twist, and I'm so bummed I dropped that ball. Um, Yes, big Funko fan, which I am allowed to not like what they do sometimes. That's part of being a fan. And uh, I started um, really getting into it like late 2017. I got my first Funko um, when I was like starting college in 2012, and... It was heading in the city. There's a Disney store out there. And uh, my brother and his now wife, huge Disney fans. So they were like, oh, we got to go into the Disney store. I'm just a casual Disney fan. Yeah. So so I was like, all right, you know, nothing really here is catching my eye, except I saw the OG Pinocchio that they had. So, you know, 2012 Funkos are just very limiting. They're just the, the basic arms straight out pose. Yeah really no details, but I like Pinocchio. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll grab this. And at the time I thought really nothing of it. So I took it out of the box and that's one of the only Funkos that are out of the box now. And that's unfortunate because that is a very expensive pop in the box. <laughs> so that would have just been cool to have. Um, but again, I'm not going to sell it. So it doesn't really matter too much, but so that was the first Funko I got. And I was just like, you know, this is pretty neat. But then when I uh, was just, I don't, I can't remember what really got me into it more, but just kind of like throughout college, then I would just see, you know, more videos or things online, like with them. And I was like, you know what, that is kind of a cool way to like express pop culture. And it's, you know, it, it reminded me of, obviously, you know, they're inspired by like those vintage bobbleheads and everything like that from their start and everything. And I I loved the aesthetic of that. So I was like, I kind of do want to get into that. And when I really got into it, my first one was um, the very first myth line Bigfoot. There was the Bigfoot, like just the classic flocked one or the flocked uh, blue and green one for like 2000 pieces. And I was like, whoa, they have rarities with this? That's that's pretty cool that you can like do different varieties into these characters. All right, you know what? I think I'm all in on this Funko thing. <laughs> and, and it was just an immediate, I got that one. And just from there on, like just all in, I was like, all right, every Funko that I really like, I just got to get. <laughs> yeah, I I specifically stick with Pop, but I know they have like Dorbs and they have right, m- right, mystery minis and things like that and I like I'm just like I don't like how the Dorbs look. Like the Pops- Yeah, so I take it then you're not a you're not a Sodas fan oh, then. <laughs> I don't understand. I, it's not that like I have no ill will towards the so like but like I, I it's not what I'm interested in, but I, I just don't understand. Like No, I I, 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 I get it. I, I was just curious with that one. I don't have any sodas myself. That's another one that myself I, I like I, I also don't really get that one. Yeah. If people like it, you know, to each their own, I'm never gonna 
think it's weird to like something, you know, yeah. I like so many things. So like, if you love to collect it, that's great and awesome. But for me, it's just, you know, it, it just seemed like the Dorb style a little bit too much. And I didn't like any of the Dorbs. The only mystery minis, like I said, were the Cuphead ones that I had just because I adore that game. And there's not really many Cuphead figures out there. So I got those. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's just I'll, I'll stick with the pops, man. You're you know, that's that's your niche, I yeah. think. And that, that's what you do best. So I'm looking at I'm on my buddy's website and I'm looking at the Hawkman DC Heroes Hawkman soda. And the reason I know now why I don't like the sodas is because it's essentially closed box. They come in a can. And yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. the can is cool because they want you to think, oh, it's it's soda. But then the figure is so – like Funko Pops are sort of super deformed. They're not really super deformed, but like big head, tiny body kind of thing. But the right. sodas are like – here, let's make the entire thing tiny so it can fit in this can that you can't ever look at it unless you take it out of the can. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that that would be why you don't like it. You mentioned earlier that that's like your biggest packaging pet peeve. Yeah, it all comes yeah. full circle now. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. I guess. Same I, with mystery minis. Same with mystery minis because yeah. like it's just here's a cool packaging, but what's the figure you're gonna get? Yep. Now the keychains, I kind of see. Not necessarily value in those, but I kind of see why you're gonna like. Oh, you're gonna put a uh, insert character, like Nightwing or yeah. Batman, or whatever. you're gonna put it on your keys, and you're gonna, you know, if, if you take your keys out and some, oh, what's that? You know, it may be a conversation starter. Totally, because totally. because the pop keychains, you're not gonna, you're not buying those as the same reason as why you're buying the Funko Pops themselves because you're not going to sit there and display. I mean, some people do display them and that's fine. But I mean, to me, it's like, Oh, I want this cool character on my keys more so than yeah. I want. Yeah. Like if I wanted Batman beyond to display, I would get the pop. Get not, the pop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it. I, I have one pop keychain, and that's, it's a captain Marvel just cause I'm a big captain Marvel fan of the comics um, and I actually do really enjoy the movie Hot Take. Um, but uh, I, so I, I have her on my keys. And that's like you said, you know, it's really just because I like pops and I like the character. So I'm like, I'll, I'll look at this when I drive. I don't mind. But yeah. outside of that, most of the time, I'll like if I want other figures of her, I'll just get then the full yeah, the figure. Yeah, the full figure. Yeah. And you know what? Captain Marvel wasn't a bad movie. It's not, dude. It, it, I'm gonna. I'll defend that movie for my life. That movie rips. I mean, the only the only gripe I have about it is like, yes, do I want to know how Fury lost his eye? Absolutely. Do I think the alien, <laughs> like that was a little like really? That's right. how, like like right. okay, fine, whatever. But like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't mind. Like, I'm glad that we now have the answer of why, kind of thing. Sure. But like, sure. But it was it was a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. It was, yeah. Very, very. And yeah, no, that movie's great. People listening, definitely <laughs> give it another chance. I think you're just mad because you don't like Brie Larson because she's said some things in the past I, that got people mad. There are plenty of things that everybody has said. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know. 
right. What was the most money you spent on a toy or a toy item? Oh, geez. So <laughs> this, 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 this one, you know, hurts a bit to say, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's all for the love of the cause for that Freddy Funko Frankenstein that I got that's limited to 300 pieces. And again, it's, it's probably more painful because I don't look at these as investments, even though they are right. I just wanted this figure so bad because I just think it's just the coolest Freddy Funko. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame that it's so limited. Yeah. Um, I paid like, I think $450 for that thing. Oh, wow. And I mean, now, according to like the Funko app, I think as of like right now, it's worth like 700 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's gone up. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's not, but again, I, I, <laughs> I don't care if that thing went down in value to me. It was just so rad that I have it. And I do like the fact that it's limited because, you know, it's, it's just really cool to say like, Hey, I have one of only like 300 things made in the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and kind of going back to a conversation we had earlier with retro toys and that, that's just how I feel like now, like I'll, I'll hash out a little bit more money for some retro toys because of the fact that they're, they're not really, you know, mainstream anymore they're really hard to find like there's a couple like ninja turtles figures that i'm like looking into getting that are like 25 years old that there's only a handful out there right now yeah and i i think that that's just part of like the great like collecting like what what i love about collecting is the fact that Yes, you know, you, you got to spend a little bit more money, but you then have something so cool and so rare. And it just it just makes you happy, man. Yeah. It's the same thing like with me with for me for that question is like right now, currently, what's the most I've spent is probably whatever Officer Freddy was and whatever the Funko HQ. I like I know it wasn't MSRP. It was probably 20 or 30 dollars higher than MSRP of those. But and sure. Just, I mean, even though, and we'll, we'll uh, we might as well get into this now, but uh, <laughs> stickers, oh God, just, oh, yeah. oh like <laughs> it, it hurts my head, but like, I don't care if it had, like, if it has a stick, like, again, I'll, I'll use Officer Fred, it has the New York Comic Con summer convention, exclu- okay, fine. If it has the summer exclusive sticker, yeah. fine. That's fine. That's the sticker that's on there. I don't care that it's not the New York Comic Con limited to blah. Like, same, some same. Of, some of these people and these stickers, like, it's a damn sticker. Yeah. No, it's I totally a- hear you. And, <laughs> and I, I think, you know, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I do think that, like, a lot of people who care about the sticker are – probably people who do view these more as investments right yeah versus just you know great to have because you know down the line if you ever are in a bind or for whatever reason you want to sell them obviously the you know full-on con sticker or whatever it may be will sell a bit more yeah but that being said like i agree with you i mean i I even think that some of like the official stickers kind of suck 
Like, I think that some of them don't look good or they're just too big and they're taking too much room on the window display. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to see the figure. Yeah. So I am currently on the Funko app and I am looking at the uh, the newest Scarlet Witch glow uh, from Entertainment Earth. Yes. And it has her. It has her with the book, with the red eyes. And it has the glow sticker above her first name and the EE sticker, you know, above her, her, her you know, the, the second part of her name. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. I, I can deal with that because it's doing two things. It's a glow-in-the-dark figure and it's exclusive to a certain store. But, right. you know, you look at something like, ooh. All right, let, let, let's take the, uh, the Pops with Purpose Spider-Man. The, the, any of the pops with purpose. That's not bad because it's just a heart in the bottom right hand corner above the yeah. wish. That's not bad. But uh, some of these, like, do you have to, like, okay, I'm looking at Mini Puffed with headphones, which is a Walmart exclusive. Uh-huh. That Walmart sticker could be, like, twice the size smaller than what it is because it has Walmart's tag at the bottom. So it says, only at Walmart. Save money, live better. Like, do we right. really need, you know, at least with, like, and, and like like I said, they've gotten better, but at the same time, they're not really, like, no, I, I get anything it. Like, to help themselves. Like, right. Like, if you pull up the, um, the Winter Soldier Year of the Shield one that oh, came out not too long yeah, ago. Yeah. Those Amazon exclusive stickers are so big. I hate the Amazon exclusive stickers. And then on top of that, you stack the Year of the Shield sticker, which I think that one's a fantastic looking sticker. It's thin. It's got a cool design because it's like the shield being thrown. Just put that on there. We'll all know it's coming from Amazon because we got to buy it from Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Don't have both of those because the Amazon sticker's already taken up like a quarter of that window space. Now we're just stacking it on top of there. It just looks so weird. Yeah, and... Still got the pop, but it looks weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, I'm looking at... Oh, and that's the other thing. They've changed. Like, the GameStop sticker has changed over the years. Yes. And the one that they had recently before they changed it to this giant red circle uh, where it was just black and it was like only at GameStop. It was fine. It yeah. was a small sticker. Yeah. It was okay. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Same thing like I'm looking right now at uh, Art Series Catwoman. Now say what you will about the Art Series sticker because it kind of right, right. you know is there and then drips down. to. But the only at Target stickers, that's a small sticker. It doesn't have like it. Right. You know, it's a only at bullseye. Like it, it, I right, and, yeah. Those stickers are perfect. Yeah. I think the Best Buy stickers are perfect. The old GameStop ones were great. Yeah, and that's all you need. You just need. I mean, hell, I think you can even just get away with just the company's logo. Like you could just probably have just the Target bullseye, or yeah. just like you know, like anything like that. Yeah, you can limit it. So I don't know, but. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it's our hot take. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, and and some people out there, and that's that's how they are, and that's fine. But some people are out there is like, oh my god, if I don't have this specific, what about the what about the toy? 
Like, right, right. There's no difference between uh, Freddy, Officer Freddy, summer convention exclusive versus Officer Freddy at the con sticker. Like, right. There's as no, long as the figure's the same, yeah, that's all you should care about. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I, I don't. It's a whole thing. It's a whole top. Oh god, the whole top. Right. It just yeah. It's just crazy to me. Like, I understand, obviously, that some of them represent differences. Like, you'll have just a common pop mm-hmm. and then, like, a chase, for example, yeah. or an exclusive. And, like, things are different about the actual figure. Yeah. Though. But for, like, the Comic-Cons themselves, just, you know, whatever sticker you get, you get. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then you're good. Go about your day. Yep. So on the flip side of the most expensive, what was the cheapest toy you bought and what was the best deal you ever got for a figure? Cheapest toy. I don't know if it's the cheapest, but the one that's just coming to mind because it was not too long ago, um, went flea market hunting and I got a hell of a deal on um, some retro 1999 still in box um, Captain Tarples, the Gungan from Phantom Menace. Um, with his whatever the creatures that they ride in the Phantom Menace, um, it's just it's a huge twelve inch figure, and the creature that he rides is like thirteen inches. The box is massive, <laughs> and it's just so rad. I love the Star Wars prequels. Say what you want about them, but so I was like, this guy's coming home with me. And uh, the this guy's booth, he also then had um, still like in the packaging. Um, Phantom Menace, um, again, from 99, Taco Bell KFC toys. Oh, those are great, yeah. That's It's just so cool. So he had all of those, like, set at, like, 10, and the Captain Tarples for, like, 65. And I got the Captain Tarples and five of those uh, Taco Bell toys for 50 bucks. Wow. So... I haggled my ass off with that guy. <laughs> and in all honesty, like I probably could have got him even cheaper. He almost seemed just good to get rid of him because he was like, he's like, yeah, throw, throw definitely like throw in the McDonald's or the, the Taco Bell ones too. I, I'm good with that. And he probably had them from 99 and has been trying to get rid of them ever since because most people hate <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Yeah. But not this guy. I'll, t- I'll take anything Phantom Menace you got. Yeah. Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. I, I like both of those films. Mm, you you ready for an extreme hot take? Uh oh! Attack, Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars film. Why? It's the worst <laughs> love story. Oh god! It makes me puke. I uh I I just think that like George Lucas's vision that he had for it, like in setting up the pieces there, like obviously, like yeah, you know, say what you want about the acting and things like that, but that's unfortunately just George Lucas has just never been a people's director. He's just not good at directing emotion and things like that. But, but the vision that he had, you know, the, the plan of, you know, uh, you know, going in to like get the order, the clones beforehand and then them killing him off. So that way then they knew that like Palpatine knew that then Obi-Wan would come 10 years later to get there. And they're like, Oh, your clones are ready. Like everything is just so well thought out. And I just love the fact too, that like the Jedi, they they're so up their own ass, like in their hubris, like they 
minds, everything. Like, Dooku literally tells Obi-Wan the harsh truth, like, so brutally. He's just like, well, what if I told you that you guys are infiltrated by a Sith Lord right now? And Obi-Wan's just like, yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah. That's just so awesome to me <laughs> that, like... I don't know, like, obviously the emotion, yeah, because George isn't just the best at directing that, but I, I love that the way that he wrote all that. I think that it was really great. I like I'll, that part of the story. I love all of the action. The only thing that is wrong with that movie, take the damn love story out of it. You can uh, show a hint here or there, or you, like, when they were walking in that damn field on Naboo, I'm like, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, Somebody love come, it. come up behind them, pull a lightsaber, and kill them all. <laughs> like, just serious. That love story is just the worst love it's, story it's in def- history. It's definitely not handled that great. No. I will admit, but I do. I, I love it for the fact of like what it is, and that it, it's it's just a pivotal thing for him as a character, and the fact that you can see. You know, like he he straight up slaughters a whole colony of yeah. people, and she's just like you get angry sometimes, and people are like, "What? That's basically it." And then yet she's like flipping out in the next movie when he does that. But that's what I think is brilliant about George Lucas's vision. There is because there she like he did it out of you know he lost his mom and he was like just in so much pain and she can see that and yeah. loves him. And it's like, I'll get through that with you. Yeah. But then the transition in a revenge of the Sith, where it's just total power, it's not about anything else other than, yeah. Hey, I feel great now doing this. And then she realizes, and then she like falls out of love with that. So yeah. I think, well, like, yes, written, could it be written better? Definitely. But you know, I think the points are still there and I'll still love that movie. I mean, it is still, I, I, do, I think empire is also the best one too. Like they're both number one for me, yeah, but I, even me saying that people will think I'm crazy. And <laughs> I don't care. Well, love that. Well, most people say empire is the best because all oh, that one, yeah, you yeah. know, all Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, sorry. Good. I was going to say, sorry to derail the conversation. This is is fun. This is interesting. This is cool. Do you visit toy shows or conventions? When you visit these places, do you have a typical methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money for what you're searching for? That kind of thing. Um, I'm actually going to my first one next week. Oh, cool. Um, very excited about that. I have an outside, you know, like a flea market, but flea markets have like so many different things. Yeah. It's not just specific, but this is an actual vintage toy con is what it is. Um, so I'm very excited. I'm hoping to have some self-control, you know, I'd love to just bring like maybe 200 bucks max. And if I can get some stuff from that, then that's great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that's that's going to be and, – and here's the proof for it. Future Justin, if you're listening to this, if you spent more than 200 <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to have a conversation. <laughs> so hopefully I held down to that 200 firmly. Uh, hopefully. What do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much to us than, for instance, our parents' generation? Oh, I mean probably just – like the, the the stuff that 
came with them at the time too. Like, you know, you had so many great animated series around figures mainly, you know, like with your, your He-Man, your Transformers, your GI Joe, like, uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, all of those, like a lot of those great figures that shaped our childhood came from those shows and or comics first. So I think that that really is what set it apart differently. And I don't know. I mean, also too, I mean, just obviously the times were different as well. So like, you know, in like the sixties or fifties, you you just didn't have the capability to get, figures the way that even in the 90s were and things like that i think like 80s and 90s were just pivotal like hey we're kind of really starting to master these figures and we can mass produce them better too yeah exactly i mean there there's it's come a very very long way it's not just totally you know it's not just the Oh my God, here's this toy that has six points of articulation. I can't wait to play with this. Now it's like, oh my God, here's this toy that has 26 points of articulation and I can play with it so much more. Yeah, yeah. Than, yeah, so absolutely. It's just, yeah. Okay, so what is your motivation for purchasing toys? To display, to play, to fiddle? Describe your collecting style. Are you a completionist, a storyteller, a cherry picker, or otherwise? It really depends on the series. If I'm going to complete something like Funko example, um, it needs to be a pretty small series. Like I can't do like Marvel as a whole. But like Endgame, sure. Like I, I have, I think I'm, I think I have all the Endgame pops, um, and almost all the Infinity War ones. I have like all, uh, like the film Coraline. I love that movie, so I have all the Coraline pops. So you know, little categories within everything. Like then, you know, I'll try and complete those. Um, other figures, for example, like you know, like Spider Mans or Turtles and things like that. That's not necessarily for um, completing purposes. My go-to is then just, hey, do I like it? I'll get it. And um, the style, you know, if if I don't really get them to play, obviously, you know, when I was younger, oh, hell yeah. Like if a, a toy I would get just solely to want to play with. Um, and then as I'd get older... It was moving to just uh, just fiddle with it here and there, and now it's mainly in the box with an occasional, if they're out of there, I'll fiddle with it here and there. Absolutely. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that... That could be a genius idea for when I do have kids. There you go. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, that's what you tell your wife. Oh, we're just going to, you know, you take a trip and you go, let's say, to a certain town in, in Washington State. And, oh, yeah, we're yeah. just going to go over here and, and look at this booth. And, oh, yeah, I, I, I got this for our son or our daughter or what, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, really totally. for it's not for, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I can guarantee you, I'm probably going to get like two of each, probably like one for our kid and yeah. then one for me. So that way they don't want to take yeah. mine out of the box and play with mine. I already have, you know, I, I can already see the future and all of these pops will eventually be out of the box with our children's playing with them. And if it brings them joy, then I'll be happy with it. But, until then, I'll pristine them into as long as I can. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the next question is about toy customization. Yeah. Do you do any of that at all? If not, I'm going to modify it, and we're going to talk about your art. Um, I don't do actual, like, toy customization. Okay. I do just like the digital stuff. Okay. So I am on your Instagram page, and, yeah. like – literally that Darth Vader and that was the thing like literally when you posted that they were revealing stuff from Funkoville so that's why yes. I thought yeah. that's why I thought it was real because I was like wait a minute oh crap <laughs> yeah 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 no that that that's why I did it like that I I uh I have like my you know schedule of when I release things and it just happened to be you know when I was making that figure Funko was announcing their Funkoville line. So I was like, you know what? Instead of just because um, you'll see like if you're on my Instagram, yeah. most of the times when I like post stuff, I do like a background that just kind of like matches with the pop. Yeah. Um, but for that, since it was the time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab a screenshot of their Funkoville line and crop out what they have and replace it with this and try and make it look like an actual release yeah. and uh, the fact that you were like well look at this and then it wasn't real i was like oh, that's, that's so cool I, I i love when that happens i've had like a lot of negative oh. <laughs> comments there, there's been a lot of like hate stuff like people will like message and be like like fuck you. sorry for swearing but no, people will okay. be like people will be like fuck you i fell for this why would you do that and it's like well like sorry like i like i'm a concept page and like yeah like i say I, like i don't like if it fooled you it fooled you for like what 10 seconds like you don't have to be like mad or embarrassed or anything you don't even have to like tell me like i wouldn't know yeah but in all honesty that is like what like i strive for and like what we like there's a community of like there's other funko pop artists as well and like we take it as a compliment like if you think that it's a real thing because you know, then it means that like we're doing Funko style quality. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if it fools you, cool. Also, I'm sorry. Also, just don't get mad. Maybe I mean, like, I wasn't. I wasn't mad. I was just kind of like, no, not not you, not you. Your your reaction was awesome, and I loved it. <laughs> but like, if people are listening and and if they've gotten mad at me in the past, like I'm sorry. Yeah. But like. I'm a, I'm a human and I got feelings, so don't get angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they're doing, you know, like like we've talked about already. They have pop rides. They have pop moments. They have pop this, pop yeah. that. And they're yeah. starting to do some other things with the pops. Like literally, I just saw the, the Kitty Pride one that they're coming out with. That one's so sick. Where she's stuck in the wall. 
that one's so sick. And I'm like, I'm looking over here at your page, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, that's WandaVision stuck in the gong. What's Wanda doing stuck in the gong? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, I, I did that one because like I, I think that movie's fantastic, yeah. and I love like horror film aspect of it and the homage to like. Um, you know, that was the, the evil dead reference when she's like sticking her hand through the mirror. That was, you know, Sam Raimi calling back to his first evil dead. And then when she's crawling through it, homage to, you know, like the ring and things like that. And when I saw that, I literally looked at my wife and I went, do you think if I made that a Funko pop, people would think that's weird. And she goes, I think that's what would make it cool. Cause like they can, they're starting to do kind of weird pops. And yeah. I was like, you're right. You're right. So I, I did it. And I think, I think it worked. It, tur- it, it got my, that's my most liked pop. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's just cause of how incredibly bizarre it is, or if it's cause it's Wanda and everybody loves Wanda, but I- I'm happy with that one. I like the fact that Funko's starting to finally kind of get out of their comfort zone a, a bit to not only can we purchase things like that, but also for us like designers, we can kind of push the boundaries a bit more and it could seem more real then. Yeah, absolutely. The same thing with, um, Oh, which one is it? Like I can't, I I guess I can see thing as a, as a bell ringing Santa, but I think he's too angry to be a bell ringing Santa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 one was one of our collabs. We had, I can't remember, I think like eight of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to do like an advent calendar right, yeah. for the holidays. And uh, I, I had four pops for Christmas theme. So I was just like, what are four pops? I was like, all right, well, Fantastic Four. There's four of them. I can do it like that. And I knew I wanted one of them as like Santa himself. And since Santa's a bigger guy, I was just like, you know what, the thing, you know, the thing will work. Yeah, he's a, he's a little bit of a grump. He's more of a Scrooge than a Santa, yeah. for sure. But uh, I, I went with it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the like, and obviously you're you've been doing, but uh, some of these, I'm like, oh, oh, come on, Funko, like, pay attention. Yeah. Like, they have almost. Every single license you can ever think of. Oh, yeah. Except for one. They have PlayStation. They have oh, yeah. Xbox. They have Sega. Mm-hmm. And I know that <laughs> I know that the Nintendons are very stingy <laughs> with who they give their. But come on! I mean. It'll, it'll it'd be a win-win like there's no you know how much money nintendo would get like the yeah. profits would be absolutely through the roof if they did that yeah absolutely but, but that, that's one of the reasons why i make a lot of like nintendo ones just because i know that at least for the foreseeable future we won't ever get them Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. th- that's that's kind of a little backstory time. That's kind of why I got into this in the first place was, um, I mean, it originally started, I, I wanted to work for Funko. Right. Um, so back in like 2019, I got on a mission and I was like, I'm going to design pops until I get noticed by Funko. But like, well, they, they don't give a shit about that. 
Um, they'll they'll maybe steal some ideas. There's definitely been questionable times like that for sure. I've, I saw um, that recently in your story. I was like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If if you if you scroll back far enough, like in 2019, I did like the Zuko from Avatar redirecting lightning. That's, I mean, yeah. it is the pop that came out. Yeah, and um. But so that that was my goal in mind was to like get attention by Funko, maybe get a job. It'd be cool. Obviously, that wasn't happening. So then I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just enjoying this and liking the fact that I can then see Funkos that aren't real. So I want to make Funkos that don't have a chance at being made. Yeah. So that's been really where it transitioned into. So then I just started making pops that like I would love to see a property or a character be made in that form. And then if Funko does it eventually like, Oh hell yeah, that's cool. I'd buy it for sure. Yeah. But it's mainly just, you know, for fun. And then I've been obviously like very blessed enough to have as many people like these as much as they have and be a part of this like community then. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like those, but those Nintendo ones for sure are like some of my favorites that I do. Cause it's like, that we'll never most likely get those. So yeah. as many as I can make the better, just so I can at least see what they would look like as fun goes. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some of the things that they're doing now, like with the pop albums and things like that, and the pop game covers and the pop posters, yeah. like to me, that's a full on display item. I don't need to take that. Like I have uh, the Kramer. The target explosive. Yeah, yeah, I got that one too. You know, I have that. I'm going to display that as a quote unquote piece of art versus right. trying to take the pop out to take a picture of it. I can just take a picture of it with the painting behind him. The same thing with the pop albums and the and the whatever else. I like that Funko is doing more display things at the same time as still giving us all the regular pop things. Now with you doing some of the Nintendo designs that you've done, the one thing, and I know your commissions are currently open, but I don't have right now, but it's just one of those things, an idea for you. I, I thought of mm -hmm. you could do captain N, the game master. Oh, <laughs> nice, you, you, nice. Could do, you could, cause I'm, I'm looking at some of these links and Zeldas and I'm like, Hmm, yeah. would fit in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. That would be a great one for sure. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix both? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it depends because, like, there's obviously something – for, I, I, probably a mix, if anything, because I, I feel like there's something for everybody because there are adults, you know, who like to collect certain things that, you know, they wouldn't want to play with and get broken and things like that. But then there are also adults that want to collect things that you actually can play with. And then even same with kids. I'm sure that there are certain kids out there that, you know, just because I don't know any doesn't mean they don't exist that also like collecting more of the adult stuff that they can't really play with, but then also have the ones that they can. So I think if a company, you know, a toy company really wants to like strive, I feel like that you should have a good mix where it's like, you know, some nice collectibles, but some also then just basic, you know, figures that you can play with. I think that that's what something uh, a lot of toy companies should definitely do. Yeah, absolutely. 
Do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story? I don't I don't think I do. I mean my parents' house, they uh when when we were born, they converted I, I think it was first an exercise room and then they were just like, ah, just have it be a kid's playroom. And then like they just kinda let us have our toys in there. And now that we're all married and out of the house, that's con- been converted back. And now there's just a big closet in there that everything's been crammed into. So unless unless they've sold things that, you know, we can't really see because there's so much crammed in there, you know, that'd be pretty despicable if they did that without telling us. Yeah. But I think for the most part, I think they're all in there. I was just, I just went to my folks not too long ago and took out a bunch of like old things that like I wanted to bring home. Like I brought back um, like some vintage games. Like I brought back like the Game Boy, Game Boy Color and um, some other games and stuff that I used to play as a kid. And they, they were still in there and a lot of other figures too. So I think they kept them all. So shout out to mom and dad for that. There you go. My dad has definitely threatened for sure that like, you know, he does want all his space back. So, you know, if, <laughs> If we don't get everything, he'll sell it. But I actually, I, I don't think he really. Will. Yeah, I, th- I think you can get it all before that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel you are coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were done with toys? Oh, oh. Well, short answer is hell no. I think if anything, I think the the hoarding goblin in, in me is getting even more awoken, and I think I need more things um it's it's straying a bit from funko and getting more just into toys itself and again that's just because as i'm getting older i'm getting back into more nostalgic things Mm -hmm. so so now it's it's more of just unfortunately things that take up more room because action figures and things like that are much bigger than funko pops so i'm now trying to trying to balance, you know, where we can store these and what I want to to feed this this goblin. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if it'll slow down. Probably at some point it will, for sure. You know, when we have kids, it'll probably transition to just, you know, well, no, I mean, it probably won't slow down. It'll just transition to getting them to it. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, but one day it'll probably slow down for yeah. sure. What is something that does not have a toy of it you'd want in toy form? I mean, off the top of the head, what we were just talking about, a lot of Nintendo Funko Pops. And I think those characters just would translate so well in that form. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's a crime that they have not gotten that license from Nintendo. And I'm praying. I'm hoping that one day they'll do it. Yeah. And then we can all go broke. (laughs) <laughs> but until then, that's that's my big wish list is Nintendo give Funko the rights to some stuff because I think those figures would just – obviously, you have your own Nintendo figure lines, and I have a lot of things from there too. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, think they would just – There's a huge difference between an Amiibo and a Funko Pop. Huge difference. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, that that for sure. I don't, I don't collect Amiibos. I, I just get like, you know, like sometimes like action, like I got some like Donkey Kong, like action figures yeah. and like a Sam's action figure and things like that. But I think that they would just translate so cool as a Funko Pop. 
What is a toy that you'd love to have scaled up and functional for the real world? So basically, you've have you seen the uh, Robos and Optimus Prime, the self-transforming? Like you say, Optimus Prime, transform! And yeah, it transforms yeah, yeah. by itself. So basically, this question is kind of like that, but like on a whole, like a sharper image type scale. Um... Oh man, I think I think it'd be super cool to have like the Millennium Falcon that I had as like a kid revamped to just look so realistic. Make it make it massive and just put some actual like technology or something in there where it can like hover from like a base or something where it like looks like it could fly or anything just but like a realistic working but still toy where you can maybe put figures in it of the Millennium Falcon would just be so cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. How has your wife dealt with your collecting and your collection? Um, she's dealt, I mean, she's fantastic, man. The, the amount of pops that I have gone, <laughs> that I've gotten <laughs> over the years, um, like she, the, the fact that she's, stick by my side through it all is just great. Like I, I started collecting, you know, like right around like when we started dating and I'm sure she probably just thought like, maybe this is just a fun little hobby thing here and there, but then to have it grow to like, you know, 400, maybe 500. And, uh, she's still supporting it. She, I mean, she calls it our collection now, which mm -hmm. I think is you. Um, and there, there, there'll be even pops that she wants. Like I got her, um, I think it was last year's convention when they did uh, like the McNuggets, like the ad icon, like yep. Nugget Lot. Yep. Um, she loved those uh, characters. So she was like, oh, let's get the Nuggets. And I was like, all right. Um, and then, like I said, so she gets uh, Barbies as well. So she, you know, she's definitely got a collecting dorky side as well. You know, she loves like everything Barbie, everything Lego. Um, so, uh, really, really glad that, you know, she's been so supportive and actually gets into collecting herself. I think that's just something really cool that we can bond over. Yeah, that is so cool. That is so awesome. Same thing when my wife was still here. Yeah. Like, at first she was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she was yeah. so super, super supportive. And then I'm, I'm like, look, you like this. Look, you like, like, you know, yeah, you like, yeah. you know, she, um, because of the way her uncle used to be, uh, it reminded her of drunk uncle from SNL. Well, there's a okay. drunk yeah, yeah, uncle. Yeah. Okay. I'll get that for you or I'll do this or I'll do that. Or, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. So it's always so for nice sure. when, when, in both ways, you know, there are plenty, I'm hoping one of these days, I can get a couple of female Funko collectors on here because let's face it. Most of the toy collecting stuff is, is guys doing it. I mean, I know yeah, there yeah. are plenty of females out there that do collect, but it's so f like the, the, the percentage is so off. Like it's 90, 10 or something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect that you tend to struggle with the most? Um, self-control. <laughs> I would definitely say <laughs> I would definitely say it's self-control when it's coming to not necessarily just like price of things, but I mean it 
like it, it does add up. So like, even if you're like, Oh, like just an $8 pop. But then if you're like, Oh, but then here's this pop and then here's this one and this one, or then there's this figure, then, you know, $8 all of a sudden is like 80 bucks at, at just going out when you were just meaning to get some groceries. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, <laughs> we talked about it earlier of like toy stores versus like departments and everything. That's the unfortunate thing of them being merged in one. Now I'm going to get groceries at target and I come back with like a shitload of pops and I'm like, <laughs> That's not what I wanted to do today, but here we are. So yeah. definitely self-control for sure. What is one positive and one negative memory you have with buying toys? Positive, definitely just going like every week to get not, these. These actually weren't toys, but it was, you know, a form of collecting um, every week growing up as kids. My brother and I, we would go. Uh, to our local Walmart and we'd get uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. We were big into Yu-Gi-Oh growing up and uh, we would always get a quote unquote allowance from our grandpa, even though it was just, here's just five bucks for the hell of it type of thing. Right, right. Uh, and we would, we would immediately have to go like the next day, get a pack of cards, which to think that like you could get a pack of cards for like five bucks back then is just mind blowing. Um, but uh so that that's a great positive memory of going out there and just getting some stuff. And then negative memory is, oh man, it was probably maybe, I mean, it had to be late nineties for sure. Cause that's, I think when the movie came out, but whenever the lost world came out, there was, um, do you remember the like trailer that they had that like green yep. trailer? That, there was a playset of that. It was the full trailer it would open up. It had the vet room in the back where like you can put the dinosaur that like the baby T-Rex that they had. And I thought that that thing was so cool. <laughs> and this was, I think it was Toys R Us. Cause I don't think KB toys ever had it, but Toys R Us had it on like their, their shelf up at the top. And I remember walking past it with my mom and I was like, mom, look at that. I want that. And it was like 50 bucks at the time. And in like 98, you know, 50 bucks is still, decent amount of money. So she was like, no, maybe, maybe for your birthday or anything like that. And I was so bummed. And that thing has never seen the light of day since like my mom went back for like my birthday, never found it and has never found it since. And that is a huge negative toy memory (laughs) (laughs) because man, if I was just older at the time where I could have my own money, I would have grabbed it. And just the fact of like, that's, that's the toy that got away from me for sure. And that's a huge negative memory. Yeah, I can imagine. So, Oh boy. All right. So what you can pick, whatever company, it doesn't matter, but they give you the keys to the kingdom. If you could create any toy, what would you want to create? Any toy? Oh, wow. Um, Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking something from Nintendo for sure. I would, I would love to see, I mean, I don't know where I would like ever put it myself, but like, I love life-sized things. So something like life-size, like a life-size Samus suit, I think would be so sick. Yeah. So, and who knows, maybe that exists. I don't think it does, but like, some type of awesome Samus suit that you can like wear and like maybe like it makes noise and like the, the blaster works or something would just be 
absolutely incredible. So I would I would definitely be like Nintendo, give me the rights to make a full fledged Samus, and if I'm the only one that buys it, so be it. <laughs> awesome. What is one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom? Um, be patient. I would definitely say be patient. Like everything kind of comes in waves. So, you know, if you're thinking like, you know, I really want this now, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. Most likely it's going to come down in price. You'll be able to get it again. So be patient. I know I just talked about the Lost World thing. I was never able to find that again, but that was a retro thing. Toys nowadays, you know, with mass production and things like that, most times will always come back. So especially, you know, I'm sure a lot of Funko people will be listening to this. So (laughs) don't necessarily feel like you got to pull the trigger on a Funko. You know, they'll, they'll always come back and things will cycle You'll get it on a low eventually, mm-hmm. and then you'll, you'll definitely just feel way better about yourself because it, it's happened to me from experience. I've pulled the trigger way too fast, and then like a couple weeks, months later, I'll see it on a low. Or I'll want to pull the trigger, and I wait. And then a couple weeks later, I catch it way below like the value. So then you know, it, it just, you, you're saving money. So that that's really, for any new collectors out there, I would say just try and be patient. Yeah. Patience is a virtue. Definitely. And it's one of those things where what makes me so mad is, and this is specifically for exclusives. It's not really like nobody's really waiting at target at seven forty-five for, no. <laughs> for a common pop. They're waiting for, that, you know, bullseye or target lady or whatever. But like what makes me so mad is that targets only get a certain amount of stock and either they don't have it out or, Mm -hmm. Oh, it isn't the right date yet. Or people, everybody gets in there before you do. And they only like, say they only have 10 of flocked bullseye. Well, then you're the 11th person, you're SOL. But yep. then you also have, which it's it's the biggest scummy thing in the world, scalper. Like, don't oh God, yeah. don't go, don't don't be a scalper. Don't, yeah, don't just do don't do it. Yeah, just not, don't. Do not it. worth it. It's yeah, Target. I mean, the way I, I I don't know if it's all retailers like this. I, I mainly do the Target ones, mm-hmm. but I've definitely had experiences like that where, like, I've I've gone. Um, the morning of like when Danny Phantom released that count, I think in like 2020, yep. um, that was a target exclusive. And that was, I, I loved that show. So I was like, okay, you know what? I don't want to miss out on that one. And I went there right when they opened and it's like, thank God I did. They only had two Danny Phantom pops at my target. Jeez. And it was, there was just me and one other guy and we were both able to get them, but it's like, well, what if that third person's there? Like, yep. are you not able to get any more inventory than that? It's, I don't know. It's just crazy. Or, or are you holding out on some? Cause like they have access to it beforehand. Yeah, so yeah. it's just crazy. Cause they weren't on the floor. They were, they were like, yeah, we, we had to ask for it and they said, Oh, let's go check. And then they were gone for like five minutes and came back with just two. And they said that these were all they had. Yeah. So it's like, well, Maybe you're lying. I don't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that is very true. It, it's very very crazy. Yeah. All right, folks, we are going to take one final break and then come back to close the show after this. Hello, all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Hey, it's Wes from Poppin' Off Toys. Wanted to let you know about PoppinOffToys.com. We can be your number one source for Funko collectible figures to add to your ever-growing collection. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a retail store that you can come by, 5916 Charlotte Pike. And for the rest of us, PoppinOffToys.com is always open, and you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And the name is just simply popping off toys thank you so much and always keep it popping discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the triple takeover toy cast hosted by toy writers and photographers toy box soapbox 60 and tf square one this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage transformers to mask diaclone microman and more be it nostalgic or current whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast all are welcome triple takeover toy cast all right, we are back here on ToyCast. This is episode 148. I am here with Justin, Mr. Pop Art himself. <laughs> Where can people find you on social media, sir? You can find me on my Instagram page. I don't have Twitter or anything like that. Don't like it. It's just <laughs> not for me. Um, so Instagram is at jbivart. All one word. It's J-B-I-V. V V A R T. And, uh, that's where you can find, I do multiple posts a week. And, um, you know, that's where I also have a link to like my Etsy shop. I have a couple things for sale on Etsy, like stickers, magnets, pins, keychains. Um, so you'll see the link there and, uh, you can contact me via email in the, in my bio or through DM. I do commissions as well of, Really anything you want from 2D illustrations of pops toward just 2D illustrations in general. I'm just an artist at, at heart. I don't always just do Funko Pops mm-hmm. uh, to uh, 3D stuff. So anything you guys have in mind, you can commission for. Very cool. Very cool. And I'm still looking at this Darth Vader and I know exactly where I went wrong. <laughs> the eyes. They finally don't look soulless. Yes, that's the biggest. Yeah. That's the for people that don't that aren't Funko fans. The people, just the general population that look. Oh, those are those things with the black soulless eyes. Not always. <laughs> not not always. I mean, it's a certain style, yes. But you know, you you have you know an eyebrow or a or a different color yeah. eye or oh yeah. You know that 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 Wanda that glows in the dark. You know it. You know it, it's not just. I mean, I, I see sometimes where those people are coming from, but 
Right. Duh, yeah. It's not always the reason why. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. The, the eyes are things that I, when I'm like designing ones that I could get away with it, mm-hmm. I definitely try to. Like, you know, Batman's, you can do your white eyes because they're like his cowl. Yeah. You can have, um, like you said, like the Wanda's. I'll always try and do a Wanda where she's like using her powers so that way it's red eyes. Um, the Darth Vader, for example, like they usually just do his just like the tints just black, yeah. but he's usually got a bit of a red tint in there. So I made that, that figure that you're talking about. I made it a glow in the dark figure. So I, pu- I really pushed the red yeah. on his lenses cause I didn't want it just to be the saber. I was like, let's also have the eyes glow. That'd be so sick. Yeah. That would be um, amazing. I, I, I did a Dumbledore from like the, the, the book itself, like description of him and he's described to have like piercing blue eyes in the books. <laughs> so I gave him blue eyes in the Funko Pop. So like, you know, so anywhere that I can kind of push the eyes, I try to just because for the most part, it's always just the, you know, just the, the straight black eyes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, this has been the latest episode of ToyCast. We thank you for joining us. We will be back with more new episodes here in the future. You can interact with us by visiting the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can catch us on all the places podcasts are, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, all that stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network, at TF Toycast for the show. I am at TFG1 Mike. You can also follow us over on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. And T, I, I think, is it TF Toycast or just Toycast? I don't remember. But, it, you know, you can find, uh, find Toycast over on Facebook as well. As far as what's going on next time, I'm not sure. It might be another Origins, it might be a display case. And, I know people listening know what display cases are, but basically for you, Justin, usually when I do a display case, it's like, okay, we each, like if there's two hosts or three, if it's myself and two other people or myself and one other person, we each pick Mm -hmm. one toy and then we just talk about, it's kind of like YouTube reviewing, but it's an audio form kind of thing. So awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I have the, uh, the sweet, sweet thing with uh, way back when in 2002, when, WWF did the Forcible Entry album. Disturbed did the Stone Cold uh, theme. Oh, yeah. And nice. at the very beginning of that is obviously when the glass shatters, because that's the name of the tune. So I have right. the... I have the... <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, uh, 2002 Skeletor. Um, oh, what's his name? It's uh, Michael. So, anyway, the guy who voiced Skeletor on the 2002 He-Man. He okay. he says in that show at one point or another to somebody, he says, "Don't touch." So I have the glass breaking, and then I have the him saying, "Don't touch" for display case because. Oh, nice! Once it's in the nice. case, folks, you're not supposed to touch it. Yeah, very cool. Don't touch! For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Justin. Join us next time when we'll be talking more toys here on ToyCast. <laughs>